This is Adam, bringing you a moment of sanity at the start of your day, a moment of truth from God's word, a moment of grace. When I first became a Christian, I was intimidated by quiet times. I thought that a quiet time had to go like this. You sit down with your Bible and a notebook early in the morning and spend at least 45 minutes to an hour reading, journaling, and praying before the start of your day. No one ever told me that this was the thing to do, but it was what I observed other people doing and thought that must be the only way to spend time with Jesus. I was so committed to this quiet time model that I wouldn't spend any time with Jesus if I couldn't do it in this way. If I didn't have my pen and couldn't journal, then I wouldn't even bother reading scripture. If I woke up late and only had 20 minutes for a quiet time, I would put it off until later that day, and more often than not, it wouldn't happen at all. What a funny way that Satan kept me from spending time with the God who created me. After years of struggling through this, I realized that the heart of this issue is that I wouldn't spend time with Jesus unless I could prove that it happened. I realized in a way that I wanted stuff from Jesus instead of just Jesus. Deep down, I wanted to show my work when it came to being a Christian. I don't want you to think I'm trying to diminish the act of journaling your thoughts and prayers while spending time with the Lord. That's not it at all. I think it's important to write down how God is working in your life and to see things that you've prayed for and how God has answered those prayers. But journaling or having a set amount of time for your quiet times should not keep you from being with Jesus through prayer or reading scripture just because you don't have a pen or don't have enough time to quote-unquote properly have a quiet time. In today's lectionary reading, we see some guys that, like me, only want the stuff that God has to offer them. We pick it up in Mark chapter 12, verse 1. And Jesus began to speak to them in parables. A man planted a vineyard and put a fence around it and dug a pit for the wine press and built a tower and leased it to tenants and went into another country. When the season came, he sent a servant to the tenants to get from them some of the fruit of the vineyard. And they took him and beat him and sent him away empty-handed. Again, he sent to them another servant and they struck him on the head and treated him shamefully. And he sent another, and him they killed. And so, and so with many others, some they beat, and some they killed. He had still one other, a beloved son. Finally he sent him to them, saying, They will respect my son. But those tenants said to one another, This is the heir. Come, let us kill him, and the inheritance will be ours. And they took him and killed him and threw him out of the vineyard. These tenants looked at, their, at the heir and said, Come, let us kill him, and the inheritance will be ours. So often I have to check myself when going before the Lord to make sure I am not acting like these tenants. I have to remind myself that spending time in the Word is not earning favor with God, but it is spending time with Him. I am already an heir to all that He has. Jesus died for that. I hope that you are reminded of that today that Jesus died so that you could be an heir to the kingdom of God. And he just wants you to come to him, not for his stuff, but for him, because he loves you. Until tomorrow, stay well and do good.